Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 100, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 100. Okay, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a secret. (laughs) Because, yes, this is episode 100, so hooray, we made it to numerical episode 100. However, we have been over episode 100 for quite a while now, and I've been watching for like this milestone of 100 numerical episodes but we passed this I don't even know when probably months ago because when I started this show if you've been listening from the beginning you will know that I used to do I would call my solo shows mini-sodes and then I would have the interview episodes and I would try to alternate them one interview one solo show and I had this really complicated um numbering system and it just became too cumbersome and I realized very quickly this is dumb and I should really simplify this it doesn't really matter and so I just went to a straight number system but I was already like 20 I think 21 episodes in when I made that decision like 21 minisodes in so technically this is probably like episode 121 I'm not sure if it's 122 I think it's 121 if we don't count rebroadcasted episodes. So yay, here's to 100 episodes, here's to 100 more. And if you've been listening from the beginning, thank you. I appreciate you for sticking with me this whole time. Podcasting is a wild ride. And if you are new here, welcome. We have a back catalog of 120 plus episodes for you to go through. So have fun. But yeah, seriously, thank you. Um, I wanted, to, I've been wanting to tell this for the longest time, and I thought episode 100 would be the best time to do it. And so, there you go. I am really quite giddy about this 100 milestone. I don't know. I feel like I should do something exciting, but we shall see. Anywho, let's talk about today's episode. So, in a few weeks, I'm going to be opening the doors to the Brilliant Science membership. It's been closed for ooh, a couple months now. But uh, in case you didn't know, the Brilliant Science membership is a community for solopreneurs and business owners who want to learn how to create and launch digital products. And so today, this show is going to give you a head start on figuring out what's the right type of digital product to create for your audience. This is something that is one of the first steps in the create section of the Brilliance Lounge. And so I wanted to talk about this because I have a lot of thoughts on this. Some that may surprise you, but this episode, I'm really going to be focusing on some things that you want to consider when choosing a digital product to create for your audience. Maybe you have an idea in mind already and you want a little bit of validation that you're on the right track, or maybe you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum and you don't even know where to begin with making this decision. So that is what I'm going to be sharing in this episode. So let's start at the top by thinking about what does your audience actually need? And if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, 
you should have already surveyed your audience to find out what they're currently struggling with, what they're finding challenging. This is always going to be your starting point, okay? Before you decide to create anything new, content, digital products, courses, whatever, you always need to start with how are you best serving your audience? What can you help them with? So if you have already identified a specific person with a problem that you can help resolve, then you need to go back to your survey results and look for that problem, figuring out what the majority of your audience is currently finding as a challenge and looking for patterns and different things in there and figuring out where their challenges and problems overlap with your specific expertise. If you haven't done that, then it's time for you to survey your audience. And I talked about defining your audience and identifying a problem that you can solve in episode 95 and also episode 98. I will link those in the show notes. But as always, if you go to Pimp Your Brilliance 95 or Pimp Your Brilliance 98, you will find those episodes there. So that's the first thing that you need to do is really think about what does your audience actually need? That's the basis. That's like the foundation of creating a product for them. The next thing that you're going to want to consider is what makes the most sense for the content? There are some topics that naturally make more sense for certain product types. This is not something that I want you to overthink, okay? So are you showing your audience how to do something step-by-step? Step? Then a video would probably work best. A guide works really well if you want to teach your audience a specific concept. And then workbooks are great for planning and working through information. Bottom line, choose a digital product that makes the most sense here. Don't overthink it. Don't stress yourself. The next consideration that you're going to want to make is what is your skill level and your comfort level? I know that the tech stuff really scares a lot of people off from creating digital products. So you need to consider that in your product decision. Not only will you have to create your digital product, you also need to figure out what is the right setup to sell it. Now, this is, isn't something that you want to weigh super heavy on your decision making when it comes to choosing a product because there are plenty of tech options that will help you with this. Even on the sales side, there's so many specific products for selling digital products, courses, eBooks, there's so many things. So don't let that bog you down, but that is something I wanna mention and that you should give some thought to. Also, considering your comfort level when it comes to creating your chosen media. If you're a great writer, then showcase that by using more of your writing skills throughout your product. If you have a nice speaking voice, Look for opportunities to utilize that. What I don't want you to do is choose a product that is outside of your skill or comfort level. Yes, you can challenge yourself and push yourself, but if you choose something that you just hate, that's an instant motivation killer. You're not going to finish your product. It's never going to launch. So choose something that works with what you're really good at and leave you know things that are going to be a challenge for you to something else. So next up, I want you to think about how easy will it be for your audience to consume your product? And for me, this is one of my biggest complaints about digital and information products. So listen up because this is important. There are so many really smart and talented people that are creating so much amazing content, but they don't know how to be brief. And I've been frustrated by this time and time again. Because who has time to sift through a course with 40 hours of video? Unless this is something that people need to be nationally certified or get a special clearance for, it's overkill. 
You don't need to put that much content into your products. There's better ways to present that information and probably shorter ways. The reason I bring this up is because we tend to overlook the fact that our audience has work to complete beyond simply consuming the information that we provide for them. They actually need to implement that information in order to receive results. And everyone is busy. So being mindful of how easy it will be for your audience to consume your information, make a plan to implement it, and then actually execute that plan is huge. That is the goal. And it's an important part to the success of your audience and your product. For example, busy moms, they may not have time to read a 200 page ebook, but they may have time to listen to one so you can make it an audio format. Or even better, they may have time to watch it if you were to create a series of really short videos. But your, your products do no good to your audience if they don't actually consume the information and if they don't actually apply it to get the results. And you need this because you need that social proof. You need those testimonials. So make sure that when you're creating your product, you are mindful about how much content you're creating and also is it going to be easy for your audience to consume this content? So think about that. That's something that you really, really need to consider heavily. My last point is pretty straightforward. It's what do you want to create? You know, you're the boss, so you get to choose what you create. All of these things that I've said so far are really great considerations. The first one being, you know, making sure that this is something your audience actually needs and being mindful of whether or not this is easy for your audience to consume are the two most important considerations. They're all good things to consider, but those are my top two. But on the other end of that is just, you know, what do you want to make? What have you noticed that's missing in the market? Maybe you've noticed that a workbook with your specific skill set is missing and you want to try to create it. Do it. I'm not going to tell you no. Your business is one giant experiment. So don't be afraid to try things, test things, scrap things if they no longer serve you. There's a lot of advice on the internet pushing people especially first-time digital product creators, towards ebooks. And while I agree the barrier to entry for ebooks is ridiculously low, I don't believe that everyone needs to start with an ebook. I actually feel like the fact that so many people push that advice has diluted the value in ebooks. But if an ebook is where you're at right now, create it if that's what you want to create. You can even mix and match different medias elements to create the best solution for your audience. So for example, you can pair a live video series with a workbook and sell it as a bootcamp. One thing I will say is that some digital products are easier to create once you have the experience and you've gotten your process down. In general, I don't suggest that people who are brand new start with courses. I know courses make good money and you know that's alluring to people However, good courses take a lot of work and they are prone to scope creep. And so what may start out to be a simple course can really get out of hand really quickly if you don't have it down. And, you know, I don't want you to spend a lot of time trying to build a course. The goal is not to get you to spend six months creating your digital product. The goal is probably to get you to spend six weeks creating the product, launch it quickly, get your first sales, get your first round of people get feedback, tweak it, and then do it again. 
I don't want you to spend months and months and months trying to create a product. That's not the goal. That's not helping you get to where you're trying to get, which is sales and experience. So don't do that. Instead of trying to do a course, I suggest that you start with a mini course. So maybe one to three modules or one to three lessons. You can do a master class. You can do a live workshop as an option, but don't feel like a course is the only thing that's going to help you make good money. If you go back to what I said about combining different elements, if you offer a product and then some type of group coaching solution, you can charge more. If you offer a workbook and you add video components, you can charge more. So you can mix and match to make more money based on what you have put out. It doesn't just have to be a simple basic ebook. You can combine things and make it even fancier. But what I want you to remember here is there are no set rules about choosing a digital product to create. What you need to keep in mind is your audience's results. If you can get results, you can sell your product. Your results are the secret sauce. That's what's most important here. So that's what you want to focus on, creating a product that gets results, that actually works. You can sell that. So a quick recap, the things that you want to consider when deciding on what type of digital product to create for your audience. What does your audience actually need? What makes the most sense for the content that you're going to be creating? What is your skill and comfort level? Because you want to create something that you're going to be happy with and you're going to be happy doing. How easy will it be for your audience to consume it? Again, don't overload them with information. And then finally, what do you want to create? You're the boss. You get to choose ultimately what you create and what feels good here. So I hope this gave you some good food for thought and got the wheels turning on what would be a good product for your audience or a good starter product for you to create. If you need some help figuring out what to create or you want to learn my brilliant product framework, the Brilliant Sound membership is going to be opening its doors in a few weeks. The waitlist is open today so you can get on the waitlist and you'll be the first to know once doors are open and we are accepting new members. I would love to have you join us and get your digital product created and launched. So again, if you want details about signing up for the membership or joining the waitlist, you can find them at brilliantslounge.com. And that is all for this week's episode. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.